0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Prayer on Wednesday, April 1st. This is the final week of Lent. Next week begins Holy Week, and I just cannot believe it. It doesn't seem real. Um, So grab your prayer booklet. Find a place where you can be still and quiet. And if I can just say, while we're getting ready and doing that, This season of being separated from each other uh, has been sort of an involuntary gift of stillness and quiet, but it doesn't make it easier to be still and quiet. So just take a few minutes. Just take a deep breath in. And as you do, just say with me, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, hold the breath in for a second. And then exhale saying, have mercy on me, a sinner. Try that a couple times. Breathe in. Just say it quietly under your breath. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, with an inhale. Have mercy on me, a sinner, as you exhale. As you say it, you can. The idea is for you to keep your heart and your mind completely focused on Jesus. Um, You want to remember that He is the Lord. That it's only by the Spirit of God, Saint Paul says, we proclaim that He is Lord. He is the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. Well. I could go into all sorts of things, Uh, I could preach a whole sermon on that, but just take a minute and say that Jesus prayer a few times, and we'll begin on page one of your morning prayer and evening prayer booklet. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let's kneel, if we are able, and together confess our sins on page two. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and most merciful Lord grant you absolution and repentance of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us stand, and on page three we'll say together the Pascha Nostrum, with no alleluias. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So also consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Please be seated. The psalm appointed for today is Psalm 75 and 76. I'll be reading out of the new translation of the psalms in the new Acna prayer book. I forgot to mark it, (laughs) so I will turn there as swiftly as possible. Aren't you glad you prayed with me today? You can have that little moment of uh, J-authenticity. Psalm 75 and 76. Unto you, O God, do we give thanks. Indeed, unto you do we give thanks. Those who call upon your name declare your wondrous works. Surely at the time which I appoint, I, the Lord, will judge according to what is right. The earth shakes with fear and all that dwell therein. But I, even I, have made firm its pillars. I say to the proud, you should not boast, and to the ungodly, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high, nor speak with a stiff neck. For help comes neither from the east nor the west, nor yet from the wilderness or the mountains. For it is God who is the judge. He puts down one and lifts up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is foaming. It is fully mixed, and he pours it out. As for the dregs of it, all the ungodly of the earth shall drink them and drain them out, but I will magnify the God of Jacob, and praise him forever and ever. All the horns of the ungodly will I break, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. In Judah God is known. His name is great in Israel. At Salem is his tabernacle, and his dwelling is in Zion. There he broke the arrows of the bow, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of battle. You are of more honor and might than the everlasting hills. The strong of heart have been despoiled. They have slept their sleep. And all those whose hands were mighty have lost their strength. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse lie stunned upon the ground. (coughs) You, even you, are to be feared. And who may stand in your sight when you are angry? You caused your judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth trembled and was silent. When God arose to judgment and to help all the meek upon the earth, the wrath of man shall be turned to your praise, and the remnant of fierceness you shall restrain. Make a vow unto the Lord our God and keep it, all you who are round about him. Bring gifts unto him who is worthy to be feared. He restrains the spirit of princes and is feared among the kings of the earth. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Right, our first lesson is from Exodus 39. We're going to read verses 1 to 14 and 27 to 43. From the blue and purple and scarlet yarns, they made finely woven garments for ministering in the holy place. They made the holy garments for Aaron as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the ephod of gold, blue and purple, and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, and they hammered out gold leaf, and he cut it into threads to work into the blue and purple and the scarlet yarns, and into the fine twined linen in skilled design. They made for the ephod attaching shoulder pieces, joined to it at its two edges, and the skillfully woven band on it was one of a piece with it, and made like it, of gold, blue and purple, and scarlet yarns, and fine twined linens, as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the onyx stones enclosed in settings of gold filigree, and engraved like the engravings of a signet, according to the names of the sons of Israel and he set them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod to be stones of remembrance for the sons of Israel as the Lord had commanded Moses he made the breastplate in skilled work in the style of the ephod of gold blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen it was square they made the breastplate doubled a span its length and a span its breadth breadth when doubled and they set in it four rows of stones a row of sardius topaz and carbuncle was the first row. In the second row, an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. In the third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. In the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed in settings of gold filigree. There were twelve stones with their names according to the names of the sons of Israel. They were like signets, each engraved with its name for the twelve tribes. They also made the coats woven of fine linen for Aaron and his sons, and the turban of fine linen, and the caps of fine linen, and the linen undergarments of fine twined linen, and the sash of fine twined linen, of blue and purple and scarlet yarns embroidered with needlework, as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold, and wrote on it an inscription, like the engraving of a signet, Holy to the Lord and they tied to it a cord of blue to fasten to it on the turban above, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Thus, all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished, and the people of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so they did. Then they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent and all its utensils, its hooks, its frames, its bars, its pillars, and its bases, the covering of tanned ram skins and goat skins, and the veil of the screen, the ark of the testimony with its poles and the mercy seat, the table with all its utensils and the bread of the presence, the lampstand of pure gold and of its lamps, with the lamps set and all its utensils and the oil for the light, the golden altar, the anointing oil and the fragrant incense and the screen for the entrance of the tent, the bronze altar and its grating of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the basin and its stand, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its bases, and the screen for the gate of the court, its cords and its pegs, and all the utensils for the service of the tabernacle, for the tent of meeting, the finely worked garments for the ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons for their service as priests. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the people of Israel had done all the work. And Moses saw the work, and behold, they had done it, as the Lord had commanded. So had they done it. Then Moses blessed them. Second lesson, there's a reading from Mark chapter 1, beginning, let's see, beginning with verse 32 to the end of the chapter. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And Jesus healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And Jesus sternly charged him, and sent him away at once, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded, for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it, and to spread the news, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's say together our canticle for the morning on page 13, the Benedictus S. Domine. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple, on the throne of your majesty. Glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim, we will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you. Glory to you, beholding the depths in the high vault of heaven. Glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Have a seat and let's talk about these two lessons. It's interesting, um, you know we're continuing on in our course of readings. Remember it's a continuous Course, so we're almost to the very end of the book of Exodus in our morning readings. And some of the last things that are done are the clothes for the priest. And as and notice all the detail that goes into them, and notice that the priest, when he goes into the holy of holies, or when he will go into the holy place, he bears on his breastplate the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Isn't that interesting? He bears the people of God before God as he stands in a mediating role with them. We see this as a foreshadowing and a type of what Jesus will do, of how he will bear us before God in his flesh as he offers himself on the cross, as he tramples down death by death, and as he makes atonement for our sins. We also see that Jesus has begun his ministry in Mark chapter 1. I love Mark cuz it it moves along so quickly and there's this really interesting sort of power confrontation between Jesus preaching the gospel coming out to Galilee but also between him and the demons and, and just really the the forces of darkness. They know who he is, but Jesus does not permit them to speak his name. He does not permit them to say who he is. There's a little bit of uh, secrecy in Jesus' mission right now. And we see that as he heals this man with leprosy and says, don't tell anybody. And we see why he says that. Because once the man who's healed of leprosy does tell, then Jesus can't go anywhere. He gets mauled. But he says, this is the reason I came out. I came out to minister in order to preach to the towns. And we do love that he goes to Galilee. That's, for St. Bart's, that's such an, an emblematic place, a place kind of overlooked and forgotten. When you think about Israel, it wasn't really a place of power or influence. But Jesus goes there to call his disciples and to demonstrate the powerful working of God. Jesus goes there to desolate places to pray, just kind of like we did earlier at the beginning of our prayer, taking these slow, deep breaths and being in the presence of God. We see Jesus marking time by praying to God, by receiving from him. Even though Jesus is God himself, he maintains this vital connection with the Father. And now a word about Holy Week. This Sunday will, is Palm Sunday, and it will be probably the strangest Palm Sunday you've ever experienced, since we won't get to be at church. Um, I have to say, I'm grieving that. This is, if, if, uh, if I had to choose a word for each week, the first word um, for the first week of this whole quarantine thing would have been, oh, I don't know, anticipation or expectation. Last week, my word was fear. I was simply afraid is watching this thing spread this disease spread and how it's affecting people people that we know and love people that we're praying for and this week i think my word is anger i'm angry that our celebrations are being taken away from us now we can still celebrate and we we will we'll still mark the time we'll still pray but we can't do it together and that really bothers me and it makes me angry um, so many of the things that I like to do as part of my both daily and weekly spiritual regimen and and time with the Father, I can't do those things right now because we're in this new season of life, but I know that God has a gift for it for us in it. I know that he's he's doing a deep work in us, um, even as so many brave men and women struggle and fight against this disease and support those who are suffering, um, we can continue to pray. We can continue to be on the front line of prayer. And so as we close our service with prayers, I want to remind you of that very important vocation we have as the church. Not just as individuals, but as the people of God. Remember that priest bore All the people of Israel, all 12 tribes, and Jesus bears all his people before the Father in his ascension, in his heavenly intercession. So, as we pray, we don't just pray as the people of St. Bart's, but we pray as the people of our Lord Jesus Christ, the mystical body of our Lord, his bride, those who eagerly await his return. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please kneel or be seated as we begin our prayers. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Again, I'll say the first line of the suffrages and you say the second line. O Lord, show us your mercy. O Lord, save our nation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. O Lord, save your people. Give peace in our time, O Lord. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Create in us clean hearts, O God. Now we pray the prayer for the collect for the fourth Sunday in Lent, excuse me, the fifth fifth Sunday in Lent. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the swift and varied changes of this world our hearts may surely there be fixed, where true, true joys are to be found, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <laughs> o Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to the beginning of this day. Defend us by your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor run into any kind of danger now we enter into a time of intercession take a moment to offer any requests that are front of mind for you requests for yourself for those, or those that are close to you now Lord we pray for the church for all bishops, priests and deacons we pray for our Bishop Philip for our clergy. We pray that your mystical body, O Lord Jesus Christ, would have power to continue to be your people without the sacraments at this time, but sustained and nourished by your word, filled and empowered by your Holy Spirit. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for Uh, regional leaders and global leaders of your church, that you give them wisdom. We pray for the world, O God, as it suffers and thrashes under the attack of this coronavirus. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Protect, Lord, we pray, developing nations who may not have the access to medicine and care that we do Pray for our our nation and our government. Lord, continue to give wisdom to our leaders, for our President Donald and his team, for our Governor Greg, our Mayor Eric, and our County Commissioner Judge Jenkins. Lord, have mercy on each of them, anoint them, give them wisdom to lead. And Lord, we lift up your creation, this world that you've made out of the delight and goodness of your being. Thank you that it proclaims your glory. Give us ears to listen to it. Protect it. Help us preserve it. And Lord, grant us to learn lessons from this time of how better to steward it for your glory and your name. (laughs) We pray, Lord, for our society, especially the oppressed, the suffering. We pray for those who are stuck in cycles of poverty, for those who have to go to a school every day to receive lunch, that you continue to provide for them, for the homeless community and those who support their needs, for the mentally ill, And for everyone, Lord, facing opposition of any kind, heal them, Lord, just as you healed the leper in today's gospel reading. Bring healing to the suffering and oppressed. And now we pray to God for those in our family, our friends, and for our enemies. (laughs) Let us conclude our prayers on page 31 to make our common supplication to you. You have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Don't forget that this Sunday is Palm Sunday, which begins Holy Week. And just make a note in your prayer booklet on page 23 and 24. There are prayers for every day in Holy Week. So keep this thing close by. Um, And in particular, stay prayerful and connected to our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in this most holy of weeks, even though we don't get to celebrate and participate like we normally do, uh, by God's grace, we will walk with our Lord Jesus and we will suffer with him in a way and we will rise again and celebrate his resurrection on Easter Day. God bless you and we'll see you soon.